Hello and welcome to another episode of That's What People Do. As always, I'm joined with Ryan. How are you, Ryan? I'm very good. Thank you, buddy. How are you? I'm very, very good. It's getting warmer, so I'm getting hotter. And as I get hotter, yeah, well, I don't know. I'm sat in my living room at the moment. I've had to shut my back doors, which sounds fucking... <laughs> Have you? <laughs> so That's unrelated to the heat. 30 seconds in, uh, I've, shut me, <laughs> I've just shut my back doors and I've realised how warm it's just got in here already and I really regret it, yeah. but my neighbours... Tomorrow's going to be even worse. Oh, yeah, I'm not very good with the heat. We're not, we're not, both of us are not very good with the heat. When we learned, when we first did this podcast a year ago now, we're not very good in the heat. This podcast was born into heat and here we are again. Born in fire. Right. So if you remember last week, we started on Adolf Hitler and we just left off where elections had been called. Yes. If you listen to part one. If you're going backwards for some reason, highly recommend part one first. Otherwise, this episode ain't going to make any sense yeah, and whatsoever. It, you may learn some like interesting things, like Hitler was an artist out of nowhere. It turns out quite a few people didn't know that. Yeah, that's fascinating. But like, yeah, he was he was a very keen artist. Like, his artwork is fantastic, but that's besides the point. Mm. Um, Just a disclaimer on this episode. If you are here, it's going to be a three-parter, and this is part two. So if you are here for all the World War Two stuff and all the stuff he did to to um, build up Germany's army and all of that. This isn't that episode. This will be next week's. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This episode is very fucking heavy. Even as I was writing it, I was like, shit, this is heavy. If you like politics, this episode will make you cream everywhere. Yes. Because this, this episode is political as fuck. I like and politics. Yeah. It's 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 for some people I won't lie it's going to be very boring and for others it'll be a dream. So if it's down to you, if you don't want to listen to it because it's very politically heavy, that's fine. I I get it. I get it. I think we scared but them off it's enough. It's all vital now. information. Yeah, but it's all vital information to the rise of Hitler. So we have to we have to do it. Yeah, let's do it then. So last week we left off with Germany being plunged into economic crisis again. The Reichstag being dissolved, which becomes a massive fucking thing in this episode, and Hitler licking his lips at the upcoming general election. Mm. Hitler's campaign was huge. He did things like travel the country, meeting various groups of people, delivering speeches, kissing babies, signing autographs, all the things that we think are really common for elections nowadays. Yeah. Perhaps weren't as common back then. Hitler kind of coined it a little bit. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, it shows that he's like down with the normal people. Exactly, and fucking propaganda machine Goebbels would plaster posters everywhere they would form their own newspapers he'd make sure there's loads of marches and meetings because Goebbels <clears> is <throat> the master of propaganda mm. he knows his shit uh, uh, side uh, one I think is, propaganda is actually a German word which just apparently means information really yeah so you know how we just use the word propaganda as like gen- generic like even we use propaganda apparently that is a german word and it just means information and that's all it is so we like when we uh, talk generally like when you hear about nazis you'll hear about like nazi propaganda it just means nazi information i think i think i, I think that's right if, if i'm wrong someone will surely correct us but um yeah when we when we say like oh, nazi propaganda um it, it's not like they invented propaganda it's a gen it's a german word i believe and it just means in, in information that's really cool. Yeah, I, I thought that. so. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure that is a right. I'm sure that is correct. So the way Hitler campaigned was pretty much how politicians now campaign. He would give really vague promises that would give hope to those downtrodden with the current <laughs> climate. He'd also use really catchy slogans, which is basically what we see 
today. So basically, yeah. he was a modern day politician. Mm. His campaign appearances were carefully staged. Events, audiences were always kept waiting and deliberately letting the tension increase. Mm. Um, and then suddenly it would all begin. Brown shirts would all walk in with massive music and banners and all the Zeke Kyle, Zeke Kyle stuff mm-hmm. to really like create an atmosphere. Oh, it's like and a... it was kind of, uh, it's very catchy if you were in the hall, like very empowering. Yeah, it's like a it's like a theatre show. Is it, but yeah, yeah, that that, that uh, that's it's exactly what it is. Um, he would begin his speeches very softly and slowly, and then he'd slowly build up and he'd rehearse all of his hand gestures for hours to make sure they could have the maximum impact. And by the ends of the speeches, he'd work people up into such a frenzy that the room would just be screaming and basically going on a fucking mad one. Fucking hell. Uh, all of his speeches hit the marks for everyone. They were extremely inclusive. However, they weren't inclusive to Marxists and Jewish people, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> he, he made it quite clear that they were not welcome in the, in the world he wanted to create. Mm. On election day, September 14th, 1930, the Nazis received 6,371,000 votes, 18% of the total and were thus entitled to 107 seats in the German Reichstag. Now, this was a fucking massive victory for Hitler because overnight the Nazis went from being the smallest political party to the second largest in Germany. That's insane. Yeah, they they really went on a bit of a mad one. And obviously the rest of the world looked at this and went, well, what the fuck's going on here? Who's this bloke? Mm. And what does he mean when he says he wants to rip up the Treaty of Versailles? Mm. So this is when the rest of the world kind of looked at Hitler and was like, we should probably keep an eye on this dude. Yeah, 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 I, I, yeah, carry on. I've got nothing to say just yet. I'm just enjoying listening. <laughs> the brown shirts were very uncooperative in the Reichstag. They knew they needed to unsettle things further to grow Hitler's appeal to the masses. Uh, and this is sort of when things started to turn a little bit nasty. As Jewish businesses found themselves under attack, the, their buildings would be smashed up and burnt to the ground. And this would be SA members um, in civilian attire. Oh, right. So the brown shirts, but they're not, they're not, offic- not officially them. No, they would be disguised. Oh, man. It's so like, it, it's like a mafia, isn't it? Like... Yeah. Have you ever, there's a play called The Resistible Rise of Arturo Ui by Bertolt Brecht. And it is about a gangster in New York, I believe. Yes. Um, called called Arturo Ui, and that character is based completely on Adolf Hitler and his rise to power. Yeah, that's right. Because it was very gangster like. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard of it. Um, I've, I've we did um we did Brecht when I was training to be an actor, and it was uh the rise and f- oh, I forgot what it was called. Now <laughs> that's really not good. Um, I forget what it's called, but um, yeah, there's another Brechtian play that we did. And it was like the rise and fall of the third, the rise of the third Reich, or something like that. It was called. Probably he he was because he was obviously German and around at that. Yeah, time. Yeah, and he was very anti sort of the establishment. Yeah, for sure. But but a great play if you ever get a chance. One of my um go to audition monologues is from that because it's just such a cool fucking monologue. Um, uh, when did um? I don't expect you to know this because it's very random off the cuff question. When did Charlie Chaplin do his dictator film? Before this, oh, okay. Because, well, it was. I don't actually know the exact date, but it's kind of. It kind of gets mentioned a little bit later ooh, on ooh. that Hitler went from being a Charlie Chaplin kind of lookalike to being a surprisingly dictator. the Great Dictator came out in nineteen forty. Really, that's interesting because 
I think he maybe did him earlier. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that Interesting. question. Interesting. So he comes out in 1940. So that's so got to be... Hitler was, Hitler in, was in full-on command and the war had, would have just started at that point as well. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm looking at pictures now and it is, it's like a like-for-like. Like. He's definitely copying Hitler. Hitler liked it as well. Apparently Hitler found it very funny. Interesting. Yeah, he did like Charlie Chaplin, didn't he? Mm. Mm. So Hitler, all the while, had sold 50,000 copies of Mein Kampf and was making quite a little, nice little earning from that. German businesses and army officials pledged their support to Hitler because uh, they would give him more wealth to promote Nazism. And he told the German army that he would allow them to rearm well over the 100,000 men that the Treaty of Versailles uh, kept them to. Which is weird, because you, I'm like, you'd, you'd really, what's the word I'm looking for? You'd just thought that someone would have gone, but how? Because obviously there was the Treaty of Versailles that was still in effect, and they weren't allowed to have a larger army than what was, you know, deemed. Um, so when, like, you get someone comes out of nowhere, and it's just like, yeah, well, fuck it, I'm gonna... I'm going to allow you to have a bigger army than that, and you can have a you can have a navy, and you can have an air force, and you can do all this stuff. Surely someone's got to be going. Yeah, but how? Because he doesn't really seem to have any like. I think the but how is literally we are going to just fucking ignore it. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, it's it's crazy how some people are starting to think like that. Some army officers as well are being like, "Oh fuck it, they've gone in. I'll go along with this." Hmm. During this time, uh, branches of the SA started a small revolution because they wanted to be the main German army instead of simply joining the already standing German army as Hitler had agreed with the yeah, Germans. Yes. And Hitler instructed Himmler and the SS to deal with this. And they yeah, did. Yeah, is that with um, Ernst Rom, who was the leader of the SA, who was very, very pally pally with Hitler? This is where the, um, the Hitler was gay um, uh, yeah. uh, conspiracy comes that. from. Oh, sorry. Found, sorry, found I don't want to. Did you find. Are you going to go on to it or should I? Keep talking. It's, it's not. It's not really. It's not about. Hit, you keep talking about the conspiracy that Hitler was gay. We don't get onto that, but we get onto the Ernst Rom being gay bit. Okay. Okay. So the the the, the, the theory, the the conspiracy theory, if you will, uh, was that Hitler and Ernst Rom were very very close and somewhat closer than friends, and some would argue that they were lovers, and that that um, when Hitler was becoming more and more prominent, and Ernst Rom wanted more and more of a prominent role, um, they were they were seeing it was quite difficult because it seemed apparently the brown shirts, the SA were very difficult to actually manage because you had to go through Ernst Rom. They were more loyal to Ernst Rom than they were to Hitler, whereas the SS was Hitler's personal bodyguard. So it was difficult to get the SA to do things that Hitler wanted because so, he had to go through Ernst Rom. So then it was advised, I believe, by... It might, might have been Himmler because he was the head of the SS at the time or, or was, was going to be, um, that they get rid of the SA because if anything came out about him and Ernst Rom, it would be very difficult for him to manage and then... It goes mm. on to what you're about to talk about. Yeah, but before we get to that, do you remember Gelly, Hitler's niece? Yes, yes. Let's talk about Gelly. I promise we talk about her. So let's let's have a chat about her. So Hitler loved his niece, but he fucking really loved his niece. Yeah, there's pervy uncle. He did all the classic boyfriend things. Yeah, he would go. Uh, he would take her shopping and stand outside the uh, changing rooms while she tried on clothes. He'd take her to the cinema and go out for meals. He was a full-on simp. He would <laughs> just follow her around. <laughs> he was a simp. <laughs> I love that. He was. He was just that. He was just a boyfriend just following around. 
we all, we all know it. All the men are listening to this going, yep, I know that feeling of just being sat there on the chairs outside the dressing room wondering when you can leave. Yeah, if there's any if there's any Belle Delphine fans listening, you'll understand what it's like to be healer at this time. He's just a simp. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, if they weren't related and he wasn't a massive prick, it would almost be romantic. Mm. But unfortunately, there's a lot wrong with it. Gelly liked to flirt, and she was once caught flirting with Hitler's personal driver, who was sacked as a result, and Hitler knew he had to keep a very close eye on her. Mm. He would continue to tighten the grip on her. She moved into an apartment with him, and when he was not present, she must be chaperoned by two Nazi officers at all times. Oh, she had strict curfews, and everything Hitler said, she had to obey. This would obviously end in huge arguments. Hitler was going on a trip to Vienna, and Gelly ref- was refused to come. She argued. He kept saying no. And on this journey, Hitler received word he needed to return to Munich. Gelly had shot herself in the heart with a pistol and had died. She killed herself because of how controlling he was. And this broke his heart and he went full on depressive, which again happens a lot in this episode. He wouldn't eat for days. He laid in bed, paced around. But you can't help but feel that this is all his fault. Mm. Oh, fucking hell. He would keep portraits of her around every place he lived from then on and would become very emotional whenever she was mentioned. And also, this is a weird little fact, but obviously like, I think it's quite well known that Hitler was a vegetarian and an animal lover. Yeah. He became a vegetarian because after she died, he was eating meat, and he was he felt like he was eating her corpse. What? And that was the moment he became vegetarian. I mean, okay, that's a bit of a rad, mad rush now. So death does affect him. Just obviously... Not that personal much. death, yeah, yeah. He doesn't seem to be very good with yeah. dealing with it because um, he's lost. Uh, I believe he loses a brother as well when he's young, doesn't he? Or his brother nearly drowned. His uh, he lost like, loads of siblings. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not very good with it. <laughs> um, no, he's being surrounded by death his entire life. He does have a thing for younger women as well, doesn't he? Yeah, because I mentioned that Gelly likes to flirt. Hitler also liked to flirt, and he was flirting with Ava Braun all through this time. Yeah, I think there was the whole thing that like Hitler was never to marry because it was it was it looked better for him to be an eligible bachelor than to mm. actually be married. And the idea was he would have to come out and say, "No, I'm married to Germany. There's no woman for me. I'm married to Germany." And that was that was mm. like a good thing to be appearing as such. And it was like that's why him and uh, Eva Braun never got officially married until very at the very end. Yeah, we don't we don't really talk about. In fact, we don't talk about her at all in this episode. She might come into the next one, but mm. I don't think she's that relevant. To be honest with you, she was just kind of a bit of arm candy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hitler had to pull himself out of this weird depressive state over the death of his lover slash niece, because he had to meet President von Hindenburg for the first time. Mm. Hitler tried to please him, but honestly, Hindenburg did not like Hitler. No. Despite it being two years since the Great Depression began, Germany was still ripping itself apart. The Nazis continued to undermine democracy and disrupt every single meeting in the Reichstag, meaning nothing ever got done. People were homeless and dying, and the government was doing nothing. Hitler continued to offer support, saying his party had a plan for a better future. In 1932, Hindenburg was getting on a bit and decided he would not run for president again. Obviously, Hitler thought, fucking get in. Chancellor Brüning at the time asked Hitler to allow him to extend Hindenburg, Hindenburg's reign just for a little bit, but Hitler just told him to fuck off. 
Mm. So to keep the Republic from falling apart, Hindenburg ran for president again. However, so did Hitler. The propaganda machine whirred into life again, and they went even more balls to the wall this time. Posters, speeches, newspapers, the whole works. The Nazi slogan was freedom and bread, which I don't know. If you have to promise people freedom and bread, something's clearly gone very wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's a simpler time, isn't it? When it's like, that, is that all we want? But it's, 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 I found this very funny that they're doing three-word slogans, and obviously nowadays three-word slogans, especially for a particular party in England, are very common. What would that have been? That would have been, what, Frei und Brot? I don't know, my German's not the best. Um, if I'm right, someone tell me, Frei und Brot, I believe it's like freedom and bread. Um, yeah, man, it, you need a pithy catchphrase or slogan that's what that's what gets it done isn't it it's like um i don't know like we are get brexit done get brexit done um yeah things like that or uh, what was yeah. barack obama's it was like change or something like that time for change time for I'm, change i'm sure the american viewers no yeah it was something to do with change i can't remember make america great again and trump's was television woman <laughs> something else those random words that he just Keeps on saying he's bizarre, man. He's mentally ill. Mm. Um, you mentioned about how um, a lot of the political upper classes were really not a fan of Hitler and the Nazi Party at that time, and I, I think this might have a lot to do with the sort of uh, class in a sense. Um, a lot of these political upper classes, like Bismarck and and Hindenburg, and that they're like they're from like better families, and they're the more upstanding mm. people from like way back when. Germany was first formed in the 1870s, like before Germany was even a thing. And it was just like Prussian and German states and stuff like that. And then out of nowhere, it's, it's like, you ever watch Come Fly With Me, the um, the um, the Matt Lucas and, yeah. uh, what's his name? Williams, David, David Williams, Williams thing. Yeah. You ever see like, there's the clip where um, those two, there's like a couple who have won themselves a first class flight to their holiday destination. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for the, the <laughs> entire, just yeah, the entire time, she's just like, "Look at the filthy fucking people!" Like they just, <laughs> and they've, all they've done is just won a ticket to go first class. But she looks at them as in disgust. Yeah. It's literally like the same as that. It's like really excited about it. Yeah, they're so excited. They're like, "Oh, I'll have another bottle of champers, please." And she's like, "You don't have any champagne." <laughs> it's like that. It's like if someone won the lottery and then just like decided to turn up at the Ritz and was like, "I'll have your finest dinner, please." And they're like, "What? The, no, you can't eat in here." It's, yeah, I can. I'm allowed to. Like, that's Hitler. Mm. Hitler's just this like yeah. totally fucking random nobody who's just got shitloads of power out of nowhere. And they're like, who the fuck do you think you are? And he's like, I'm Mr. Hitler and I've got a load of fucking seats at this party. And I've got quite a lot of say now. Must have been very scary. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that was why everyone was so terrified of uh, UKIP. And at one point, the Brexit party with Nigel Farage, they was terrified of the fact that someone like him could have any sort of sway politically. Because they're like, oh, fucking hell, like... Anything can happen then. Yeah. Although I think he tried to follow the same sort of path. Yeah. I mean, in the end, he's a career person. He wants, you know, to just make a payday at the end of the day. But um, yeah, arguably, you could say that what we did get in the end is not any better. (laughs) No, no. So during this campaign, um, Hindenburg decided just to not campaign and just relied that his loyal followers would continue to vote for him. Yeah, see. see. Bit of a silly move. That's old school mentality. 
Yeah, just, oh, I won't do anything. It's cool. To be fair, I'll be the same. I'll be like, fuck yeah, I'm lazy. I'm old. <laughs> in the presidential election <clears throat> held on March 13th, 1932, Hitler got over 11 million votes, or 30% of the total. Hindenburg got 18 million, or 49%. So Hindenburg did not get the majority that he needed. So now there was time for a runoff campaign to give someone the majority and see who could be the next president. This is when scandal hit the Nazis. Even they were not exempt from a scandal or two, despite all the shit they'd already done. A report is released that SA leader Ernst Rom was a homosexual. Ooh. <coughs> Hitler knew this was true. He was like, yeah, I'm, I know, he's gay. But he had done nothing because Rom was of great use to him. And then Hitler thought, nah, fuck it, I'm going to leave him in power, and just left him in power. Because there was a... Hitler did an inquest. He was like, it's fine that Ernst Rom is gay, but if he has abused any underage boys, then we have to get rid of him. Right. And they did an investigation and found that there was none of that. And so he was like, yeah, cool, leave him. Mm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So that, so that was that. But weirdly, I, I don't know whether it's... Because obviously we know later on, uh, spoiler alert, um, Hitler has sort of a vendetta against many types of uh, minorities and included in those are homosexuals, right? Yeah. So you wonder like yeah. where that comes from because evidently he doesn't seem to be bothered. So as, as he's got he's got that, you know, that generational thing of, oh, as long as I don't have to see it, I don't mind. That that mentality, you know, like a lot of... Yeah, I think I think he knew that Ernst Rom had such a hold over the SA as well. So yeah, I think it was a power thing as well. That. He couldn't upset the, the that that balance otherwise it could go against him yeah. so it was, uh, do you think it was a bit he, of he, fear over the what could happen if i fuck them over and also have made i think hitler's a very angry man who hates many people but he's also a very smart man and knows when people are useful right yeah yeah so we don't think it might be that he just really wasn't that bothered by gay people or maybe he was and he just no it, it. it was all because of ernst Rom was useful to him interesting or the fact that he was gay himself Maybe it will continue. Maybe he was bisexual. We don't know because obviously he's got a fascination with women as well. Yeah, clearly incest is bizarre. Anyway, on April tenth, nineteen thirty-two, there was another vote. A lot of votes. German people must have been getting sick and fucking tired of this shit. Not another they gave one. Hitler Thirteen. <laughs> another one. Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes! That's funny. Oh, I love her. So they gave Hitler 13 million or 36%. That was an increase of 2 million. And Hindenburg got 19 million or 53%, an increase of under a million. So Hindenburg was now 85. He had the absolute majority and could begin another seven-year term Damn. at the age of 85. He's just coming back, isn't it? He's just like, we need, we need someone who knows what they're doing. Please, Mr. Hindenburg, please, can you come back? And he's like, for fuck's sake, fine. <laughs> fine, yeah, I'll do it. Just to sit at a desk and just draw a little That's bit sitting it, it well he was also a war hero from the first world war anyway so um a yeah, lot of people partial. a lot of people still liked him from that yeah probably didn't help about hitler because hitler's bringing up like bringing up the war all the time which if we learn 40 towers don't, don't bring up the war don't mention the war um don't mention the war so, so hitler keeps bringing it up all the time and then if they, they keep bringing it up and hindenburg's such a massive part of that he was a war hero from that era so they're just gonna be like well you keep mentioning the war well, he was very good in the war i'll keep voting for him then yeah but hitler was also a hero he's been very well decorated so it's kind of just war heroes just mm, fighting against each other yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't as famous as so, that then no 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 so the Nazi party now had over 400,000 stormtroopers and people genuinely feared that they would take Germany by force. Mm. 
However, Hitler reined them in. He knew that he needed to fairly win and gain the support of the army generals. In April 1932, Article 48 of the Constitution is announced by the Chancellor calling for the SA and the SS to be dissolved. Nazis were pissed. But Hitler was alright. Hitler was okay. In comes a man called Kurt von Schleicher. He was an army officer from the First World War, another big war hero, Mm -hmm. and he wanted to rule Germany himself. (laughs) On May 8th, 1932... Schleicher held a secret meeting with Hitler and offered a proposal. The ban on the SA and SS would be lifted, the Reichstag dissolved and new elections called, and Chancellor Brüning would be dumped if Hitler would support Schleicher in a conservative nationalist government, and Hitler agreed. Interesting. And this is when they slowly began to pick apart the Republic from the inside. General Wilhelm Gröner probably butchered that, a close aide of Hindenburg was publicly humiliated in the Reichstag and forced to step down. Basically, any time he said something, the Nazis would just laugh and jeer at him. Mm. And people, I don't know why, but this was contagious, and then he was just forced to resign because of it. <laughs> just couldn't take the heat. Yeah, if if you don't like someone, just laugh at them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, They're bullying me. Bruning. Bruning, Chancellor of Germany, was labelled the Hunger Chancellor due to how many people were starving whilst he was in power, which is quite a damning yeah, you title. Don't, you don't want that. There's, there's, there's like few titles that really you don't want. A Hunger Chancellor is not one. The Brexit Prime Minister is not another one. Theresa May. You don't yeah. want to be those. No. We've had so many. He also declared that the wealth of the industrialists should be tied up and given to those who are suffering. Ooh. Sounded a bit socialist Ooh. there, didn't Sounds he? A bit socialist. It's a bit dangerous to talk. Yeah, <laughs> people did not like that. Mm. So the people that supported Hindenburg, the rich people whose money he wanted to take and distribute evenly, went to Hindenburg and went, "What the fuck? Get this guy out!" And then Hindenburg forced Bruning to resign in 1932 because he was accidentally socialist. Accidentally socialist. <laughs> I find that so funny. Mm. Have you seen there's a Twitter page called Accidentally Left Wing? No. Oh, look it up. It's genius. It's right wing people going on rants. And whilst going in rants, they accidentally become left wing. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) It's it's really funny. So Schleicher was now in control. He put a man named Franz von Papen, love that name, as chancellor. Mm. And obviously he was a puppet chancellor. You'd want someone in there who you can control. And even Hitler agreed to all of this. He was like, yeah, cool, whatever. The ban on the SS and the SA was lifted and violence flooded the streets of Germany. They would chant things like, blood must flow, blood must flow, blood must flow as cudgel thick as hail. Let's smash it up, let's smash it up, the goddamn Jewish Republic. Oh, wow. Obviously, they'd say that in German. (laughs) Be a bit weird if they're doing it in English. That just reminds me of... um... Uh, an old an old episode of Mock the Week, and it was like things you wouldn't hear in a World War Two movie. And then um, one of the guys goes up to the the microphone and he goes, "Why are we speaking English?" <laughs> <laughs> it's true. On July seventeenth, the Nazis under police es- escort marched into a communist area near Hamburg in the state of Prussia. A big shootout occurred in which 19 people were killed and 300 wounded, and this became known as Bloody Sunday. God damn. Which I think most people who work 
Monday to Friday, or refer to every Sunday as Bloody Sunday. <laughs> yeah, well, is it with Sundays now? Bloody, bloody, bloody. We we've got a Bloody Sunday in British history as well in Ireland, haven't we? Probably, yeah. Yeah, no, Sunday is. It's not a good day. Sun, Sunday's the day where everyone's off, isn't it? That's what it is. Everyone's yeah, bored. Yeah, everyone's, on, got, everyone's, everyone's bored. like, oh, I've got all this free time. Yeah, let's like, go oh. kill some. Let's go kill some communists. And they're so angry about having to go back to work tomorrow. They just need to get it out before they go Sunday's back to work. Sunday's a horrible day. I haven't had to live a Sunday for a very long time, though. No? No, because life's on hold, isn't it? Every day's a Sunday. Every day is a Sunday. Papen decided to declare martial law because of this violence. And then that's when Hitler decided, oh, Papen needs to fuck off, doesn't he? <laughs> Hitler told Papen he was just temporary. He literally went up to him and went, you're just temporary. You're not going to be here for long. Ooh. And more votes were called. On July 31st, the people voted again and gave Nazis 13,745,000 votes, 37%, granting them 230 seats in the Reichstag. They were now the largest and most powerful party in Germany. Not a majority, though, yet, is it? No, but still the largest. Mm. So they've got the most say in what's happening. They have the most seats. I'm not 100% sure how German politics works, but if it's anything like ours, it's all about getting seats in Parliament. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, with ours, if you have the most seats, uh, you... You'll just win the votes. You win the votes. Oh, wait, no, no, no. You... Oh, it's complicated. <laughs> it's very complicated. But it's weird, because if you win the most seats in ours, then the leader of your party becomes the prime minister, whereas in Germany, no matter who's in charge, the president is the president, and there's separate elections for the president. Yeah, that's weird. I, I find that bizarre. It's like American. Amer- America, you've got some weird politics. You can have the popular vote and still not become president. Yeah, no matter how many times someone explains American politics to me, I'll never get it. Like, what the fuck's a college electoral or whatever? So the, uh, it, I, I believe, uh, I may be wrong on this, but I believe it comes from way, way back when America was just um, our old ungrateful colonialists. Um, and when they, when they were trying to vote for presidents they were concerned that you've got a lot of people living here who have no education who don't know what they're on about so they could vote for anybody so they had the college electorate who were college educated people who um during a election would basically make the smarter decision had it gone the other way so someone might like some people might like someone else and say oh this is who we want but the college electorate would be like, yeah, that, that, I don't think that's a good idea. I think we should go for this person. This person, I think, is more qualified for the position. And then they'd vote them in themselves. So the college electorate would... You've almost got two different votes happening at the same time. That's mental. Yeah, so like when Hillary... Especially nowadays, because it's such a financial thing to get into college. So it's basically saying that people who can afford it, their voices count more. Uh, no, but it's not, it's not anyone who's been to college. The college electorate is like a separate... Um, like small thing of its own that like not everyone can be a part of it's like a, it's like it's like a right. house of lords i suppose is a way of putting it right, maybe okay. like the idea is it's, it's being just a separate higher class of people who are educated and whatnot so like when trump initially won his election hillary clinton won the popular vote which effectively could have, should have made her president because she's got the people's vote but the college electorate decided to go with trump instead so he wins so it's almost like it's almost like in a way there is no point in voting because it doesn't matter who you go for whoever the college electorate decides is going to be president is the one who becomes president. Well that doesn't make any sense and needs looking at. 
It does need looking at, doesn't it? Let's reform the world. Yeah. Back on to Hitler. August 5th. Hitler presented his demands to Schleicher. He wanted to be Chancellor. Uh, he wanted a passage of an enabling act to give him control to rule by decree, basically making him dictator. He wanted three new cabinet posts for Nazis. He wanted the creation of a propaganda ministry. He wanted control over the Ministry of the Interior, control of Prussia. As for Schleicher, he would get Ministry of Defence as a reward. So basically, he went in there and fucking made some demands. Yeah. He was like, well, we've got the biggest party. We've got the most, like, biggest support here. It's what we want. <laughs> exactly. You don't negotiate Hindenburg, from a power of weakness, do you? No, not at all. You need power. <clears throat> Hindenburg still didn't like Hitler, and the violence the SA was causing did not help. Therefore, Schleicher and Papen had to sit Hitler down and inform him that he would not be Chancellor. Can you imagine how that conversation went? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Hitler, we, we, we have something to tell. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. It wasn't me. It was him. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. will not be the Chancellor. Not my idea. Not my idea. Just so you know. <laughs> not my Just idea. Want you to know. I think you're great. I yeah. think you are fantastic. <laughs> well, not me. It was him. I personally don't have an issue with you. Right? I think the violence <laughs> on the streets is great. Whatever you want. But I'm hearing a few things. <laughs> Maybe we don't do it anymore. Uh, Hitler went into a massive rage and threatened violence on all those that opposed him. Brilliant. He ba- he threatened to kill everyone. Brilliant. <laughs> he was summoned before Hindenburg and was given a real. He was given a bollocking. He got shouted down, and Hitler ba- he backed down and he furloughed the SA for two weeks. When I saw that word furlough, wow. I was like, "What? Wow! That is the only time out of this m- mind fuck we find ourselves in now that I've ever heard of people being furloughed." That sounds a bit. The Nazis got furloughed. That sounds a bit socialist to me, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, people getting paid and not <laughs> working. They're being paid and they're not having to go to work. They're being supported by a state. Hmm, sounds a bit socialist mm. there, Mr. Hitler. Yeah, I, I, I find that really interesting. They got furloughed. Mm. Never seen that word before now. Do you know what? Before the before COVID, I'd never heard of the word furlough. No, neither. It was a brand new word to me. And now it's used like every bloody day. Yeah. And it's popping up in other points in history. It's fascinating. Uh, I'm, I'm confused though. I just think... Uh, it's really irritating. We know at this point, Hitler's starting to really kind of show his colours. He's a very aggressive, very violent, potential man who nobody fucking likes. Surely, like, the president or whatever, chances and that, they can do something about this and be like, no, he's a fucking idiot. I don't want him here. Like, I don't understand. But if you get rid of the leader of the party or the biggest political party, that just undermines democracy completely. Oh, is that what it was? Is that what it was? Oh, man. Yeah, but he's he's got the votes. You can't get rid of someone who's got the votes. God damn it! And then he wants to become yeah. a dictator. Oh, I understand. Like, because di- the thing is, dictator is a it's a Roman thing, isn't it? Um, mm. oh, yeah, Hitler, Hitler was using democracy to his advantage, even though he had no intention of seeing it through. Yeah, that's it. Or like supporting it. Yeah, yeah, because a, di- a dictator is um uh because di- oh, it, it originated in Rome. And before they didn't have a dictator, they'd just have the, the, the consulate or whatever it was, where it's just like a load of smart people making decisions like a parliament, but there was no like one person in charge. And then in times of emergency, which I suppose is where you got this enabling act, in a time in a time of a great emergency, they would they would have one man become the dictator who would take control of everything. And then after the emergency was over, that dictator would then have to step down. That's the origin origins of a dictator. 
Um, and, Fascinating. Yeah, uh, and I think even like even uh, with like America when America was formed, they were concerned about like having a president as someone who would like one man take over because they were concerned that it would be dictatorial um, and they would take over but never relinquish power. So that's why you've only got like terms of what four or five years or something, and then they have to step down. Yeah. Hmm. Well played. Hmm. So September twelfth, the Reichstag, chaired by Hermann Göring decreed a vote of no confidence in Papen. Papen dissolved the Reichstag again, and new votes were called again. However, people were fucking sick and tired of voting because it just keeps happening. And even the Nazis couldn't get their propaganda up to scratch. Literally no one could be asked anymore. Mm. Yeah, there's only so much. So on November 6th, exactly. November 6th, the Nazis lost 2 million votes and 34 seats in the Reichstag. That's a big one. Yeah. It seemed that the Nazis had lost their momentum and Hitler got all sad again. Again, threatened to kill himself, the usual. <laughs> Who stopped him? I, I, I feel like Who I'm going to kill him? myself. No, don't. God stop. damn it. No, no, I lost please. two million fucking seats. I'm going to kill myself. And someone's gone, oh. He's threatened no. to kill himself so many times. Ah, oh, he's a fucking little pussy, isn't he? Mm. On November 17th, Papen went to Hindenburg and told him he was unable to form any kind of working coalition, and then he resigned. Mm. Hitler tried to tell Hindenburg to make him chancellor again, and he got rejected again. A group... I'll kill myself. I will. <laughs> I will. I promise. <laughs> A group of the country's most influential industrialists, bankers, and business leaders sent a petition to Hindenburg asking him to appoint Hitler as Chancellor. They thought Hitler would be really good for business. Interesting. So I he's got the backing of, of big businesses. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. A whole lot of politics happened next. Not that it hasn't already, but even more politics happened next. With Papen and Schleicher demanding to be Chancellor, Schleicher told Papen that the army would not support him and it was pointless trying. So Schleicher was made Chancellor. And right. this is where Schleicher turned on Hitler. Schleicher tried to dismantle the Nazis. Strasser, one of the OG Nazis and top dogs, was pretty interested. Hitler was not. Hitler, Goering and Goebbels went hard on him. However, Strasser then resigned from the Nazi party. They'd lost one of their top dogs. And again, Hitler got sad. And again, threatened to kill himself. <laughs> oh, is that the bio cried wolf? So no one's going to take you seriously anymore. If he had Twitter, he would have been a fucking nightmare. Oh, no, he wouldn't be on Twitter. He'd be on Tumblr. Yeah, or on Instagram, putting, like, emotional, uh, just girly things, emotional fucking quotes. Yeah, no, he, he'd you be You only kind of fail like, when you stop trying. That's it. <laughs> that's it, yeah. He's just posting inspirational quotes on his Instagram stories. It's just like, oh, fuck off. God. Papen, Papen, who's still about, apparently, goes to Hitler and says, let's get rid of Schleicher and form a Papen-Hitler government. Hitler goes, yeah, but I'm in charge and you and your buddies can have real good jobs. And Papen agreed. Right, okay. Schleicher heard about this and tries to get Papen done for treachery. However, Hindenburg quite liked Papen and just laughed it away. Sunday, January 23rd, 1933. A secret meeting was held. It was attended by Papen, Hindenburg's son Oscar, along with Hitler and Goering. Hitler grabbed Oscar, brought him into a private room, and convinced him that the Nazis had to be taken into the government on his terms. Oscar emerged from the meeting convinced that it was inevitable, and the Nazis were to be taken in. Papen pledged his loyalty to Hitler. God damn it, he's good for words, isn't he? Yeah, he just got through to Hindenburg's son. 
mate, that's such a baller move. <laughs> Even like yeah. your own son just stands up against you. He's like, oh, actually, dad, I, I think we should give him a go. Mm, what? Can't get through what? to the old man, so get through to the young one. Yeah, like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, oh, I'm, your, I'm your son. And he's like, oh, yes, I, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, who the fuck are you on about? And he's like, um, yeah, I think we should give him a, give him a go. <laughs> Imagine his voice breaking as he says it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, listen, I don't know. I don't know. It's come out as a surprise to me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you really believe this? God, fucking hell. <laughs> Schleicher asks Hindenburg to dissolve the Reichstag and gets rejected because Hindenburg's like, please, no, for the love of yeah. God, no. Fucking hell. Calm down, boys. Hitler, Papen, government, government seems to be in the works. However, a false rumour circulated that Schleicher was about to stage a military coup and arrest Hindenburg. So Hindenburg thought, fuck that, and announced Hitler as the next Chancellor of Germany. What? It was false rumours, but it was completely untrue. Oh, right. Yeah. So now the man who had spent his entire political career denouncing and attempted to destroy the Republic was its leader. And on January 30th, he was sworn in. God damn it. He was to preside over a cabinet that contained, including himself, only three Nazis out of 11 people. Goering was minister without portfolio and minister of interior of Prussia. I don't know what minister without portfolio is. It sounds weird. Sounds like um, someone who who got a job but hasn't got a good enough like uh, experience or CV for it. Yeah, just doesn't. I'm a minister. Don't have the portfolio to back me up, but I'm a minister. You imagine yeah, that? I like you have to declare all that sort of stuff if you've got a job. But like I am the minister of so and so with X Y Z, and then the someone comes in, you just oh, clearly didn't get like clearly. It's like clearly you got the job because you know someone. You have to declare yeah. that I'm a minister <laughs> without portfolio. Sorry, what? Minister of that portfolio. Don't have the requirements to be here. Mm. Nazi Wilhelm Frick was Minister of the Interior. The small number of Nazis in the cabinet was planned to keep Hitler in check. Yeah. So it's quite yeah, a They're terrified of him. They're terrified of him. Mm, for sure. Because this uh, angry, man Papen... who's, angry man who's like threatening violence, in, in fact inciting violence across the streets but I was, I'm imagining quite a lot of it through Berlin obviously where the Reichstag is um, so you've got a lot of violence going on he's threatening violence not only is he threatening violence against you he's threatening violence against himself this guy's fucking nuts you know you'd be like mm. uh, let's, let's try and keep him in check please we've given him yeah, something absolutely. hopefully that might calm him down Papen was vice-chancellor. Hindenburg had promised him that Hitler would only be received in the office of the president if accompanied by Papen. Hindenburg really fucking liked Papen. Mm. Yeah. Papen Maybe. and his uh, conservative allies thought Hitler would be short-lived and that they could force him out. It was their intention to dissolve the republic and go back to the days of having a Kaiser. Oh, right. They yeah, were... they didn't want any of this nonsense anymore. Yeah, they wanted they wanted uh, a monarch back in. Well, they had yeah. a monarch still. He was living in Holland. Kaiser Wilhelm was yeah. is still alive. He's living in Holland in uh, exile. Yeah, and his uh, Hitler met his son at one point. Oh, did he? But he yeah, got him to like I, say I, I, something I, against him as well. I, I didn't touch on it, but yeah, Hitler Hitler met his son. I saw that picture. Hmm. He met quite a few royals, doesn't he? <clears throat> mm. 
uh, a massive parade. Oh yeah, fucking hell! I didn't realize what you meant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that would be fascinating. That um, I might touch on that in the next episode actually, unless we do an episode on him in particular. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. A massive parade was held for Hitler with every SS and SA member attending. Like this is fuck a fuck ton of people. Mm. Everyone underestimated Hitler, and no one knew his true intentions except maybe for one. Former General Eric Ludendorff, yep, an old Ludendorff. ally of Hitler, and someone who had participated in the Munich Putsch, sent this telegram to Hindenburg. By appointing Hitler Chancellor of the Reich, you have handed over our sacred, Ger- sacred German fatherland to one of the greatest demagogues of all time. I prophesy to you this, evil man will plunge our Reich into the abyss and will inflict immeasurable woe on our nation. Future generations will curse you in your grave for this action. Ooh. He fucking got a nail on the head. He does, doesn't he? Just, just, so, Ludendorff was a fan of Hitler once, but not now. Yeah, he, he he used to be one of Hitler's allies and then obviously turned against him. God damn, he does not like him. No, and fucking everything he said came true. It does, doesn't it? Hey, spot on. He just knew this guy inside and out. Hmm. Fascinating. Hitler, again, dissolved the Reichstag, what do you do, and demanded new elections. He wanted a Nazi majority, because obviously they'd lo- they don't have that yet. No. He informed the army, army generals that they could rearm and would seek to reclaim the lands they had lost and wage war in the east. So he's, he's gearing up for it already. Mm. Goering ensured high-up officials in the police were replaced by Nazis, and no one could stop the violence the SA were inflicting on the streets. He ordered the police to show no mercy to those who opposed the Nazi regime. They began rounding up, com- rounding up communists and crushed their meetings. Under SA supervision, a man called Marinus van der Lubbe was given permission to burn the Reichstag. He was an arsonist te- who was attempting to start a revolution by burning political buildings. Now, this is fucking fascinating because this dude was a communist. The Nazis filled the Reichstag with gasoline and flammable things and allowed him to go in and burn it to the ground. And it did. It burnt to the ground. The Nazis pinned the entire thing on communists and Hitler decreed all communists must be caught and hanged. What, what was the boy's name again? Marinus van der Lubbe. That's it. He was Dutch, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a Dutch political activist. So, because I know it, the, bur- the burning of the Reichstag is quite... Um, uh, the, the, the decisive in this time, and I was mm. I, I've heard loads of things being like that. Vandeloup wasn't actually the person who did it. It was a Nazi conspiracy. They did it. They did it themselves and blamed him. Was it actually him who went in and set it alight? But they just allowed him to do it, or did they do it and just blamed him? According to reports that I found, they were like, "Come in and do it yourself." But either. I'm sure both stories have some truth to them, but either way, the outcome is the same. They, The Nazis were involved in the burning of the Reichstag and pinned the yeah. entire thing on communists. Damn, man. M- meanwhile, the fucking... They're the now no longer furloughed SA, just like hunting down communists, being like... Yeah, they're doing whatever they want with no punishment. Yeah, they'd just be like, Dad, uh, fuck you, communists. And then the communists being like, weren't you just furloughed? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You get, didn't you just get paid to do nothing? What? No, shut up. How dare you, eating your free bread. <laughs> Socialism. Mm. So that evening, Hitler and Papen went to Hindenburg and the old man signed the decree, the protection 
of the people and the state. This decree stated, Restrictions on personal liberty, on the right of free expression of opinion, including freedom of press, on the rights of assembly and association, and violations on the privacy of postal, telegraphic and telephonic communications and warrants for house searches, orders for confiscations as well as restrictions on property are also permissible beyond the legal limits otherwise prescribed. So basically, to go against the Nazis was now illegal. And they will... You weren't allowed to say anything against them. No, and they have also now the freedom to check your phones, your post, yeah. everything. Yeah, and you weren't allowed to run newspapers or anything that said anything bad about them. So this is the bit I don't understand. Um, maybe we can just sort of discuss it, right? So the Nazis are, relatively speaking, a popular party, okay? Um, why do they feel the need to really go overboard with this oppression of the people like that to like arrest everyone and do all this shit were they that terrified of like having to fight elections ever again or anything like that i don't understand like they're very quite i think that hitler was so hell-bent on full-on power he didn't want any risk to that and also i think he knew what his intentions were and he knew that he needed the complete backing of the entire country that if his country even like a quarter of it turned against him, his entire plan would just come crumbling down. He needed everyone on board. So, yeah, so to, 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 to do what he wants to do, he needs to have full control. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't want like, anyone when, stopping him. Even when uh, concentration camps were set up and stuff, no one really knew about it. It was kept very quiet. Yeah, yeah. You see that a lot in like um, uh, war movies um, when like, camps that get liberated and whatnot i think in band of brothers they do it as well um where like they liberate a camp and they get the local germans to help working clearing them out and destroying them um and yeah you you had a lot of um civilians who had had no fucking idea yeah well is it, whether you believe that or not is i don't know mm, yeah i'm sure surely there must have been some inkling i'm sure there'll be some sort of fucking bell-ending comments just being like all of them fucking knew it, and they all took part. Every German's a Nazi. Oh, the comments we've had this week. Well, I think we should talk about that now. It's like, especially on this on this matter, it's it it, the, it or you'd love to say that you would speak out against it and do everything you can to stop it. Okay, yeah. But the truth of the matter is, if you're just a pleb and you go up to the Nazis and say, "Stop the systematic killing of the Jews," you would be shot. Yes, you would be killed. Yes, um, I think so. We spoke about Sophie Scholl. Um, on the podcast before, uh, and even even they, uh, although they're being outspoken against Nazism, very much in the shadows, they've never they tried not to come out in public and do it like loud and proud kind of thing. Uh, and when you are caught, you are killed, right? So, um, mm. are you aware of Jordan Peterson at all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, very somewhat for some people a controversial person with a odd sometimes controversial opinions but uh he i think sums it up quite well when he, he talks about like hitler and the nazis uh in one of his lectures at his university that he works at and he was saying to like his students who you know mostly students are very liberal left-wingers and whenever we're told about stuff like this we're like the first to go oh no well, we wouldn't have part of it we wouldn't have accepted it he's he comes out and he says do you know what it's very rare that you would have stood up against that sort of stuff you, it's a very, it's so rare that someone would have done that, and chances are you would have gone along with it as well. 
for sure under fear of death yeah it, yeah either you followed it because it was easy to do or you had some sort of you shared the opinion somewhat so it was like well that's easy to go along with or even if you didn't like it you would not have spoken out the he's he's argues that you'd have been too afraid to do it and and yeah, those that did are very rare that's absolutely right absolutely right it's it's so easy to look back and say we would have done things differently, but would we? Yeah, it's like um, it's like there's the there's a really there's a picture that goes around every now and then um, of that gentleman um, in the picture in Nazi Germany. Um, oh, let me find it. He's um he he's in like a party. He's in like a group of everyone. Um, let me find it. Right, I've got it right here. Right. It's uh, oh, there's a picture of everyone doing the Nazi salute with the right hand up in the air, and there's that one bloke in the middle of it oh, all, yeah, his arms not. crossed. Um, yeah, yeah. Apparently, his name is August Landsmesser, um, refusing to raise his right arm in the ni- in, a, in a rally in 1936. Um, apparently, he had joined the Nazi party there once. But yeah, even things like that, like just not not supporting like that everyone had to stand up everyone had to put their arm up and everyone had to scream sick Heil and all this shit and Heil Hitler and all this shit and if you didn't do it be like what you, you okay did you forget something <laughs> mm. yeah it's I'm not trying to think of a modern example but it's quite hard because nowadays the political spectrum is quite split and thank god we live in a country where you can have freedom of opinion yeah but yeah yeah uh, I mean you got uh I suppose the only thing that's sort of somewhat close to that is in America with Trump and his sort of war against the media. Yeah, but even that, like, I don't, I, I'm t- we're talking about the Facebook comments we've received this week. It's very unfair to label uh, Trump, Biden, any political candidate as a comparison to Hitler. It, it, it's very unfair. No, I know. I, I agree. I agree. Um, there's, there, there are, I think it may be fair uh, to say there are elements and tactics that are similar but then that's as oh, as you sure. discussed. It's now it's now become modern politics. Yeah, but it's yeah, but it, when when people comment being like, "Oh, this is Trump is the new Hitler, or Biden's the new Hitler, mm. or Black Lives Matter is the new Nazi party," it's just like, I, I, how thick is that? <laughs> like, how fucking stupid must you be to actually believe that? Yes, yes. So um, we've had a lot of comments this week um via social media that have been not useful in any way shape or form and it, it i've had for the first time in a year of doing this i've had to go through and delete so many comments yeah. because i just don't i just i'm not interested i'm obviously i'm i'm not going to delete your comments for expressing freedom of opinion to do what you want but i'm going to delete comments that are there purely to incite fucking arguments with other people mm, that bring nothing to the conversation and that is what we would like to have is a conversation in general like what we're not we're not we don't incite uh what's the word we're not we're not endorsing we're, we're just telling you the stories of people and what they've done in history you know um yeah and we've had so many people being like take this down like glorifying it like no we're fucking not it's just it's a history lesson it's a fucking history hitler whether you like it or not he existed yes. and also fucking this is what blew my mind the people gen- generally this is a generalization the people generally that will like take this post down are also the ones complaining when statues are taken down so pick a fucking side <laughs> yeah yeah and stick to it yeah it's slightly hypocritical it's like take this down it's like oh it sounds like you want to rewrite history here yeah hitler existed like there's no statues of him 
because he was a dickhead. Which uh, we're getting onto this fucking statue debate again. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, well, interestingly, this is what the Nazis uh, did themselves, and they tried to rewrite history in a sense uh, by like book burning and exactly. things like that. Yeah, destroying information is wrong. Tearing down statues. I don't know. I'm sure that's a debate for another time. We kind of touched on it with Churchill. We did, yes. It all links. It all links. But yeah, the Facebook comments were fucking bizarre. Mm. What I, I bit... Oh, what did I bite on? It was a message someone put, and I couldn't help it. Oh, it was someone respond. that said, uh, well, you, why, why are you talking about Hitler? Why don't we talk about Joseph Stalin or Chairman Mao or something like that? Oh, that wasn't the one I bit on, but yeah, that was clearly someone who hates communists being like, yeah, Hitler has happened, but what about? It's just pure what about yeah. It's like, fuck off. This is a history podcast. We will talk about them at some point. We're not saying communism didn't matter just because we're talking about fucking mm. Hitler. Yeah. Like, oh, that was it. It was some guy saying that um, Hitler was left wing, and I was just like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. No matter, no matter what your political allegiance, that is just wrong. It's just straight up wrong. If you believe that, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Just because they had the word socialist in their name does not mean they were socialists. They were a nationalist party. They actively went out and killed socialists. But they furloughed their men. That's what Marxists were. <laughs> They, yeah, they were accidentally socialist at some <laughs> yeah. point, but they were not socialists. Yeah, yeah. They, they actively hated socialism. It's, it's, uh, yeah. yeah we, we get onto it. They literally rounded up socialists and killed them. It's just, it, there's no fucking bearing. And someone was just like, yeah, but modern day socialism is just a new form of this sort of socialism. It's like, no, no, no. I love it when you bite. <laughs> It's just I'm not. I, I didn't want to get into. But I don't. I tried very hard. I didn't put my political allegiances out there. I was like, I'm just gonna tell him that these facts are wrong. That you're just wrong, and that's okay. But no, he he didn't have it. And then he went on some I don't know some rant, and I was. No, be no, it's very good. It's good. It's good to have the conversation. It's good to bring it up. Things like that. Like it's all education. We're all learning. Uh, there are people that maybe are listening to this podcast who know virtually nothing about him. Like they they just know, you know, the 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 what's it. The, the the big the big parts to it whereas or, or like the, 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 just don't really know the history of it all so it's good to like talk about it so when someone does go oh the socialists and then when you listen to this podcast you'll go oh, actually they're not no they're far from it and this is the thing people seem to think that because we called hitler evil on the post that we were somehow condoning communism <laughs> not at all. We, I'm sure we'll talk about communism in oh, the future, we will. and I'm sure Ryan will agree. Fuck it, it's wrong. It doesn't work. No, it, it, I think a personal a personal opinion coming out now. I think that you need a blend of capitalism and um, socialism working together to complement each other. Is I suppose the way to. You can't do mm. as we live in a purely capitalist world at the moment with the odd bit of socialist stuff coming out now and then trickling out every now and then. Uh, and as we've seen, you get them. Then you then get people like Jeff Bezos and stuff who just like they 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 they've won the game. Uh, and there are some people out there that can win the game, but then there are some of us that can't even afford to play the game. And then if you go completely the opposite yeah. scale with like communism, um, no one's allowed to even take part in the game except for a very few people. And it, it, yeah, as we've learned mm. in history, communism doesn't work. It doesn't work. And you know, if we want to talk about uh, you know because we're called Hitler evil, therefore we must support communism. I'm sorry, but the, the, the main person who made communism arguably famous, Joseph Stalin, I would argue is potentially 
as as if not more evil than Hitler. Mm. Yeah, that would be a fascinating episode yes. as well. It's just it, I, I found that a lot of people were accidentally condoning Hitler with their comments, and it just baffled mm. me a little bit. Also, we had some white supremacists comment, and they got swiftly fucking removed. Yes, if you are a white supremacist, you're not welcome here. Yeah, that was bizarre. I didn't even know they knew how to work technology, but apparently they do. They're learning. (laughs) They're evolving. Stop Stop them. Fuck them. Anyway, back onto Hitler. That was a nice little rant. I like that. (laughs) Uh, Got your fix. Where was I? I've completely lost it. I fully bit against someone. It's okay. Compose yourself. Um, Take your time. Let's get back to where we were. Here we were. Okay. They had control of all of the press and made it clear that they were the only party to defeat the communists. We're not condoning communism. (laughs) On March 5th, the last three elections were held, but the people denied Hitler his majority, giving Nazis only 44% of the total. Despite massive propaganda and a massive (laughs) crackdown, the other parties still held their own. So I, th- I think it's very, this comes up a lot and it's very worth remembering that people say, oh, Hitler was bad and the Nazis rose and Germany gave them power, etc. The Nazis never got the majority. It never happened. No, I did not know that. I, I, I assumed they did at one point. No, the Nazis never got the majority of the votes. So to blame Germany is wrong, to blame the Nazis is good. <laughs> yeah, they took what they wanted. Yeah. The Centre Party got over 4 million votes and the Social Democrats over 7 million. The Communists lost vote, but still got over 4 million. However, the Nazis saw this result and were like, no, don't buy it. They stormed opposing political offices and replaced voted-in officials with their own people. They would round up those who disagreed with them and put them in prisons made from old army barracks and factories, and they were tortured. And the arsonist responsible for the Reichstag burning was beheaded. Wow. I, I, like beheadings were still happening in the 30s. Yeah. It's, just, it's mad, isn't it? They were like, oh, we've had this election. No, don't don't like that. So we're gonna, just going to quick quietly replace these officials. I find that crazy that, that they had the gall to do that and not worry about any repercussions. Like, do you think people were aware of it as well? Like, do you know how, like, in, in today's world with social media and we've got so much good access to everything that would almost be impossible you couldn't actively like yeah. go into an office and kick someone out put them in a prison and then replace them with someone else because we'd find out pretty quickly that that could happen whereas i imagine if you're sure. from like just some small town in i don't know southwest germany um you're you've voted but then you might never you you don't probably maybe you don't even know what your you know elected mp looks like yeah, particularly because the Nazis controlled all of the press. Yeah, and so you, you might not even find out. Conversations. Yeah, they could do what they want and no one would really know. I suppose the closest we have to that in the modern world is China control their internet and outgoings oh, and yeah. all sorts. That's a separate... I remember I had um, at university, yeah, just briefly on this, I, at university uh, went into halls in first year and there was a lad from China there and we became quite good friends. And it was really fascinating to learn about their culture. Mm. And I remember setting up a Facebook account for him because, like, obviously he'd never used it before because they can't get it oh, really? there. And he loved it. He found it really interesting, found it really cool that he could speak to everyone around the world. But what was really sad is that he was only coming over to England to study for three years for pleasure. And then he had to go back to China and take over the family business. Oh, really? And after the three years of uni, he went back to China. Haven't heard a word from him since. Oh, man. His, every social media has just gone silent. That's crazy. Yeah, it's really upsetting. But he gave sad, me this really it? cool, like Chinese little pocket thing that he like. It apparently brings you luck. It's really cool. But yeah, he's a 
top bloke. He fucking loved a drink. <laughs> Funny story as well. Oh, really, I'm going on so many tangents. He went into Asda once. And he, because uh, in China, you're allowed to taste the wine before you buy it. And he was in the wine mm. aisle and he kept opening bottles and just taking swigs. <laughs> Very <like> amusing. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's doing okay. Not that he'll be able to get hold of this podcast, but yeah, I hope he's, I hope he's yeah, That's a shame. That's a shame. You know, might not be able to get hold of him. No. Uh, so, Hitler wanted full control, so he put the Enabling Act before the government. This would allow Hitler to create his own laws, negotiate with other country officials himself, and have full budget control. Basically, it would make him dictator. Mm. Hindenburg, at this point, was extremely old and frail and was signing basically anything put in front of him. Basically, you know Lord of the Rings? Yes. Saruman, when he takes over uh, Theoden, Theoden is in his state of all being crippled and decrepit, and Hitler is worm-tongue. All oh, right, got you, got you. Just being like, sign this, master, sign this. It's like, yes, this is for the people. It's good. We need a Gandalf to come in and sort that out. We do. We do need a Gandalf. Unfortunately, we have Neville Gandalf Chamberlain. Never came. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who just was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do what you want. Do what you yeah, want, with, bro. With his rice paper. You want to invade Austria? Fuck it. Go on. Have it. Sudetenland? Yours. Poland? Absolutely not. Don't touch it. Yeah, that was when they went wrong. That's the next episode. Next episode is war, so look forward to that. Uh, where was I? Basically, it would make him dictator. Uh, he signed a decree stating that all Nazi prisoners, including murderers, must be let out. What? Yeah, all Nazis were released from prison, no matter even... what they did. Whoa, even the ones that were murdered? Yeah, every single one of them let out. I'm going to assume that the fact that you've mentioned even murderers means there was enough of them that it's been mentioned in history. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it would there's be, enough the Nazis of violence on the streets. Yeah. Man, that's crazy that they'd even let murderers out. Yeah. The enabling they're the one, they're the act went they to the want, government. Though, yeah, they want the fucking heavies. <laughs> the enabling act went to the government, where 441 votes were for and only 81 were against. Hitler had gained the majority. He was now basically the dictator, but it was still under Hindenburg. And his attentions turned on all those opposed him, Jewish people, and onto war. Many people fled the country, not wanting to live in a place where people would meet, uh, would people would uh, die for speaking their mind. One of yeah. these included Albert Einstein, who was in California at the time and just thought, "Fuck that," and never returned. That's right. Yeah, you got a lot of um, a lot of uh, Germans left. Um, yeah, a lot of famous Germans left. Mm. Uh, I believe um, uh, I forget what his name is now. Oh, uh, Freud. Yeah, yeah, Freud yeah. yeah he left was one of those, as well. Yeah. He's one of those. He went to England, I believe. Yeah, a lot of people just thought, "Fuck this." Yeah, out. a lot of Jewish families left. They well, they could. Yeah, Man, I think what well, a I think scary what time. time. The uh, Night of Kristallnacht. Yeah, yeah, Kristallnacht. That, that's is fascinating. Insane. Um, but imagine what a scary time that is. Just knowing that you're potentially on this like list and you've got these people that clearly don't like you in power now. You'd, oh, what a scary, scary time. Because some, some people like would have been like, no, no, it'd be fine, it'd be fine. There's got to be people that like just thought they'd be okay and didn't leave. And yeah. just later on maybe... But unfortunately, some people it. really... I think uh, they never got the majority of the public vote. So a lot of people would have been like, we don't like this, but we don't have the means to leave. Yeah. 
So they're stuck and they just have to support it, unfortunately. And that is where we leave part two. It was a fucking heavy episode, but it was all the politics that went into getting Hitler into power, which is all vital information. Next week, I promise, will be war. It's war. That's all that's left. War. war. At this point, we've got we've got about I think seven years before war, but we'll we'll fly through that. Just about how he remilitarizes and all that, and then we'll get onto war and Hitler's downfall. Yeah, man, that's that's so. Like, no, it's it's really good that we've been able to mention sort of the politics that sort of almost went behind it because you know it's something that I was not taught uh, at school. Like we did we did um, the rise of the Nazis in GCSE history. Um, yeah, I did the same. Got an A star. Yo. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Everyone in our class got a D, and I'm not saying it's my fault. I'm saying it's the teacher in the school. But never mind. <laughs> um, I should not be doing a historical podcast. Um, but um, yeah, I, we briefly talked about it, and I remember it being quite difficult, and just it didn't, it didn't. Yeah, it, it, either way, we didn't really learn too if much. I rem- if I remember it. it rightly, it was just the big events. We did like him, his childhood, uh, the Munich Perch. That's it. Um, him, yeah. A little bit, a little bit of this. I don't remember Pappen at all. Just a little no, bit of how he got it wormed his way in. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. It was all. It was all very. There's a great film called. Um, I think it's just Hitler Rise to Evil, and it's got the dude from Train Spine in it. It's, it's a really good film. Interesting. Um, I'd recommend but, it. But yeah, no, it's been good because you get like. I think what re- I think this really helps. Like we we've mentioned it before on the podcast before, like um uh, about like how even like ten years ago, like when we used to play like Xbox or PlayStation Online, and if you had like a German kid on in the chat or in the party, they sometimes got abuse for being German, and they were called yeah. a Nazi and stuff like that. Well, yeah, th- that is obviously um that is obviously uh an offset from decades ago, even in during the war. Obviously, you were fighting Nazi Germany, but not all Germans were Nazis, you know. No. Um, and I think what this episode has been really good to sort of dispel that myth that all Germans were Nazis. Not all Germans liked Hitler. A lot of them didn't like Hitler. A lot of them didn't vote for him. And as you put it, they never had a majority. So not everyone voted for them. You know, they they very much just took control, and the rest were just forced to deal with it. Yeah, so I think, that's I think been it's really good. I think- Within the war, the German soldiers are the ones that are there by force, and the SS officers are the ones that are there by choice. Those are the dickheads. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So a lot of them, yeah, obviously they're conscripted. A lot of them, so they have to fight. And conscription, obviously, as we saw, particularly during World War Two, is a worldwide thing. Everyone, if you're male, there was um, there was a Nazi trial recently. I think it was a 93 year old man was being tried, and he was tried in the uh, youth court because he committed these crimes when he was 18. He was um. He was on station at one of the concentration camps. I forget which one. And they just caught him, 93 years old. And obviously no he's, he got found guilty but was released and was like, just live out the rest of your life. But he said that he completely regrets it. Whether whether you go along with that, I don't know. Only they can actually know whether they fully regret it. But he was there and participated in the Holocaust. So mm. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. We, they've got um, on Netflix, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's called The Devil Next Door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's a documentary about uh, an old guy in America who they believe him to be um, a Nazi working in a concentration camp, and he ends up going to Israel yeah. for trial. And it's it's a very did, interesting documentary. Did you think it was him? Uh, to be honest, I I I think it would be unfair for me to say because it's been a little while since I've seen it. Um, I do. There was a lot of evidence for and against, weren't there? There was a lot of evidence for. Uh, I think it's it's. 
I think it's very hard to say it wasn't him. Yeah, it 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 does seem that, but then a lot of the evidence also points that he wasn't there. It's I don't know. It's almost impossible. Yeah, it's very very difficult, and this is the problem when you've got the very old historical cases like that. Um, he he kind of doesn't look like his old picture from when he was younger, but he also kind of does. Yeah, yeah, and they they put the pictures side by side and had to like analyze them completely. It's fascinating. But it Nazi up. hunters eventually will just. I don't know, they'll just cease to exist because all the Nazis will be dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nazi hunters, man, they they are some they are very intelligent some of them people. Mm. Right. Let's end that there. And next week we'll get onto the get onto Zavor. Yes, let's get onto the Vor, which we shall not mention. <laughs> um Don't mention Zavor. Right. Uh thank you very much for that. Hope you've enjoyed it, everybody listening. Make sure you join us next week where we shall talk about Zivor. Uh make sure you hit us up on all our social media platforms if you would like to follow us on Instagram at That's What People Do Podcast. Find us on Facebook, just type in at that's WPD. Uh Twitter is the same handle at that's WPD. If you have any suggestions for someone that you'd like us to talk about, if someone we've may not never heard of and you go, I really wish to talk about this person because he's really cool, not enough people know about him. Uh, send us an email uh, at that's what people do podcast at gmail.com and lastly um, if you like the show you'd like to help it grow uh, we have a Kofi page uh, where you can drop a little donation it can be as little as a pound or anything like that or however much it is in your area country wherever you're listening from uh, you can find us um, at ko-fi so that's Kofi ko-fi dot com forward slash that's what people do and you can find us on there all donations go towards the podcast to help it grow uh helping us get equipment and things like that um so yeah thank you very much for listening everyone um we shall see you next week catch you later bye bye